Welcome to the Severe MMA Podcast Premium. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Severe MMA Podcast Premium. And it's an interim edition of the podcast this week, as uh, myself and Graham kind of ran out of time on Sunday. So we said we'd pop back in here and talk about the upcoming card this weekend, which sees Leon Edwards take on Bilal Muhammad in the main event at the UFC Apex. It's UFC uh, Fight Night 187 and UFC on ESPN Plus 45, UFC Vegas 21, whichever one you prefer for yourself. These numbers are getting out of hand, Graham, aren't they? It's gone mad all the I remember like UFC on fucking ESPN 1 and all this. It's do you remember when they used to be called like UFC Payback and UFC Revenge and stuff like that (laughs) back before they were like just like okay well let's just call it UFC 200 or whatever yeah you see um, I actually I I think both of us were actually looking for each other's uh, athletic subscriptions there last week because Sean El Shaddy had an article about it and I really wanted to to read it and I was like fuck my subscription is out so I didn't but Sean Shelby replied and he was like whoever told you how we came up with those names was like completely wrong we did it all different ways and everything like this so it's yeah, I'd love to start coming up with him. I feel like I feel like that's well, my calling. Sean, Sean Shelby wasn't even in the UFC. He was WBC at the time when they used to do that. So I don't know how he'd know. Yeah, but he was. I suppose. Yeah, but I suppose he was around the place as well, and he knew people there. So yeah, you might be right. But sure. Anyway, um, let's talk about this card. I suppose, and it's a it's a pretty good card from from top to bottom. Obviously, we look through the the main event uh, in in a second. But if you look at at the undercard. There are some some good names uh, on it as well. Davy Grant, which I'm sure our boy Jake will be uh, talking about a lot. He's fighting Jonathan Martinez at bantamweight. You know, Davy has had a very good stint, I think, in in the UFC. Done maybe a lot better than a lot of people have thought. Won his last two fights in a row after giving up a couple to Manny Bermudez and Damian uh, Stasiak, but beat Cheeto Vera before that uh, as well. And you know, hasn't had all the fights he'd want in the last uh, couple of years. Took uh, you know between October 2016 and July 2018, he didn't fight uh, because of injury, if I'm I'm not mistaken. So you know, two wins in a row in t- 2019, 2020, getting back another fight in 2021. I'm sure he'd like more fights, but it's uh, it's good to see him back there in a, yeah. in a tough fight zone. It's a tough matchup, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, uh, a, a nice flying knee, ground and pound finish over Frankie Sines and a decision over Thomas Almeida. There's nothing to be sniffed at. You know, mm-hmm. Davy Grant, obviously, uh, he's come from the Ultimate Fighter, has a little bit of a following, a bit of a character and stuff like that. So maybe people pay a little bit more attention to him because of that. But I think here... This is a very difficult matchup for him. I'd, I'd be surprised if he could pull this one off, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But, like, he's pulled off surprises before, I think. And he's one of these guys that can definitely uh, do that. So he's from, I suppose, the UK and Ireland point of view. He's definitely one to uh, to look out for uh, on the uh, on the undercard in this one. Ronnie Yaya is always fun as well. He's on this undercard. Courtney, Courtney Casey against uh, JJ Aldrich. JJ Aldrich, Ireland's own. And Courtney Casey, sure. What more could you want? How much more of an Irish name could you <laughs> could you have in that? So uh, looking forward to just lot, you know maybe not the big standout names in that undercard, but lots of uh, lots of fun fights in that one. And there is a good few standout names then on the main card: uh, Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. You know, and a good bit of uh, I, I suppose UK interest in, on this card as well. Darren Stewart, we know how hard he hits, and uh, Eric Anders. 
It's an interesting one for Gandalf because, okay, he lost to Christoph Jocko after winning a couple before that, and Darren Stewart, I know he lost to Kevin Holland as well after beating Mackie Patolo, but this is a big fight for both of those guys um, in that uh, in that middleweight division, and if, you know, I spoke about it, I think it was on the Q&A maybe this week or last week, that that middleweight division you know, isn't the most stacked division in a row, and if you put three or four wins together, you're right there or thereabouts, and if you look at, say, the, the way Anders and Stewart have both won their fights, seven KO wins for Stewart with one submission, eight KO wins uh, uh, and one submission as well for uh, for Anders, but both of them going to the decision four times. So you know the majority of their fights are in them by KO. And at, you know we we know we talked about the matchmakers and Dana White there at the start there looking for that. So um, yeah, if someone these two lads can get a big KO on that one, it's uh, it'll be big. I like I fancy Stewart in that one. You know Anders. Yeah, Anders I think he's is, just a more well-rounded mm-hmm. fighter. You know. Anders, like he'd be, he'd probably be dangerous early, but I can see him fading in the fight. Uh, yeah, you know, Stewart's maybe not the has no real outstanding um, base or outstanding skill set, but he's, I think he's the more well-rounded fighter. If he comes in with a with a solid game plan here, he should be able to to win a win a decision handy enough. I think. Yeah, I I could see him. Like I, I think Eric Anders, what his main attribute is, obviously he's played uh, American football and stuff he's a very very good athlete and things like that but I actually think when someone goes in there and is as good an athlete as him it kind of take that takes that away and it makes him look like the, he's an ordinary enough fighter I don't think he's the best fighter in the world but I think he's his skills have developed a bit and he's got more of a technical fighter but Darren Stewart is one of those guys you know he's a, a fighter's fighter kind of he's a good technique he's, he's tough and as we saw in the last couple of weeks if you uh, if you can come through it a bit and you have the technique as well and you have the chin and you maybe the other guy hasn't that in abundance, I, you know you're always going to be favouring that fight. So to me, I haven't looked at the odds or anything, but I, I'd be favouring Dan Stewart uh, or Darren Stewart even in in that fight. Uh, then up the card we have Manel Cape. Uh, coming into the UFC, obviously his last fight didn't go so well for him, lost to uh, Alexandre Pantoja, but who hasn't, you know, a very, very good fighter, Pantoja, and uh, Nicolo has won his last two fights uh, in a row, but this is a bit of a step up for him now, so that'll be a, a fun one as well. Uh, Angela Hill versus Ashley Oder, you know, Angela, fan favourite, really become... Uh, you know, someone to look out for in cards over the last few years. Um, so, you know, coming in here against Yoder, this is a fight that was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago. Um, Angela Hill has now lost two, her last two fights against Michelle Watterson and Claudia Gadelli. Obviously, one of them, she was given out about the judging decision but being wrong. Um, and she was on a bit of a run before that. So, you know, Yoder has won one after losing to, to Suzanne Marcos before that. So, you know, another one here where the winner of this fight in that uh, in in that 125 pound division that we know it's very light can be moving up a little bit here, especially you know, especially I think Hill because she, as I said, she's a fan favorite. People like her, and if she was to go out and win a few fights in a row, she could be uh, she could be rising through those ranks. So it's uh, it's an interesting fight uh, that one as well. Who do you fancy in that one? I know you're not the biggest Angela Hill fan in the world, but we've seen her improvements over the last few yeah. years. Yeah, I think she should have enough here to kind of, you know, strike on the outside and win a half sparring match, half half MMA fight. Um, it's a bit of a step down in competition, and you know, if if she's gonna if she's if she's gonna kind of display her her improvements that we've kind of seen glimpses of, I think this is a good fight to do it, and it should be a 
should be a handy enough win for her. I see it probably going to a decision, but I don't see it being too close. Yeah, I could see this going to a decision as well. I think, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I've always kind of had a kind of soft spot for Yoda as well. I think she's a good fighter. Uh, but I'd probably just about take Hill as well here to, to win the decision. And then we have lots of big fights. Oh, it's funny, actually, someone asked me about Ben Rotwell last week, and I was like, is he still in the UFC? And he's fighting Philip Lindsay or so. He, uh, breaking news, <laughs> Ben Rotwell is still in the UFC. So fair, uh, fair play to him on that one. Um, you know, it's not been the greatest last while for, for Ben Rotwell, even though he got that win over, you know, SP and, and Stefan Struve before that as well. He lost to Marcin Tibora last couple of times out. Philip Lindsay lost to Tanner Bowser in the first round knockout, so he'll be looking to bounce back from that. Like, we saw over the last what was it three weeks or two weeks Stefan Struve gone from the UFC Alistair Overeem gone for the UFC um, and Junior Dos Santos gone from the UFC if Ben Rotwell loses I was looking at Ben Rotwell's record last night funnily enough and he's fighting for a long 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 time and if he was to lose here I think it could be uh, it could be another uh, you know UFC heavyweight uh, legend I suppose for want of a better word uh, gone out of the UFC so a huge huge fight for him and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that one to me the the best fight on the undercard though is Dan Ig versus uh, or, uh, apart from the main event is Dan Ig versus Gavin Tucker I know Dan Ig was supposed to fight uh, Ryan Hall which would have also been a fantastic fight and obviously the end of Jiu Jitsu so it would have been fantastic for me but um, I'm a, I've always been a big fan of Gavin Tucker He's bounced back uh, after his uh, one career loss, won his last three in a row, beating Benny Quarantillo pretty effortlessly in his last fight. Um, uh, Dan Ig obviously lost to Calvin Cater, but had beaten Barboza in a close fight before that, and my boy Merced Bektik as well. I think this is... Uh, do you know what? I, I, it's actually a pity. I may, maybe couldn't headline a card, but I'd love to see this be fire, a five-round fight. I think it's an ideal five-round fight. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth. A little bit like... Um, um, Munoz versus um, oh god who did he fight I, I, Aston's always in my head but it wasn't Aston's. Jimmy Rivera a couple of weeks ago to me it's going to be a fight like that a kind of back and forth two hard nosed very very good fighters technically very good how would you see this one going yeah like I definitely think it's a you know a step up for, for Gavin Tucker you know if you look at the, mm. the, the recent Dan Oig fights you know Bektich and, Bar- and Barboza are, are very very good wins even though he did kind of you know split decisions he won them by the the skin of his teeth but uh yeah i think uh i'd probably lean towards Ike here but it's a, it's a really tough one is we, we, uh, like you know we haven't really seen tucker against this level of competition uh recently so i think you know he's uh, he's kind of the underdog in my opinion he's got the kind of the the most ground to make up uh but you know uh sometimes we see guys step up and you know they uh they they rise to the occasion sometimes some guys kind of fight to the level of their opponents not that he's been doing that you know he's gotten three pretty solid wins but mm. the level of competition just hasn't been hasn't been the level of competition that he's been facing and you know um Edson Barboza, like kind of uh, his most recent win, you know, um, it's a it's a it's a it's a really good win. You know, Barboza is kind of known as just a striker, but he's he's much more than that. He's very well rounded, and he showed yeah, uh, I showed he can kind of do it all in that fight. So yeah, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Tucker was able to up his game here. But if I was picking, I'd have to go with Ike. Yeah, Tucker is one of these guys who I think has been match made very good after the loss to Rick Glenn. Obviously, you know, a lot of people said the high train was derailed and he was found out in that fight. But, like, 
young fighters sometimes do get found out. You know, Conor McGregor was found out in his third or fourth fight, and he was submitted, and he was submitted a couple of fights later than that as well, uh, as well, and went on to be a two-way world champion in cage warriors and in uh, and in the UFC as well. So it's yeah, not, you know, Max Holloway came in mm-hmm. as a young guy and you know got destroyed by Justin Poirier, and uh, you know it was just sometimes it's just a case of the wrong the wrong matchup or the yeah. wrong caliber of opponent at the wrong time. One hundred percent, and I like what they've done to him. You know, you said he hasn't had the strongest of competition his last three fights, and you're a hundred percent correct. Up and you know, I think the Billy Quarantillo fight was was a good fight, but it's um that's the way you should match make young guys like that if they have things to work on give them time to work on it give them fights to work on it let them work their way back so i'm i wouldn't criticize their matchmaking there uh, at all i know you weren't criticizing it but it was that's i'm happy to see that and like i think it will pay off i fancy gavin tucker to win this and i'm a big fan of dan Ig. you know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of of Ig's style but uh, i do like it and um i think it'd be a good fight a good back and forth uh, if Tucker can knock out Ike, that'll be a big, big, uh, you know, shot in the arm for him. But I think it'll probably go to a decision. I just fancy Tucker to to land maybe the the harder shots and uh, and take this one. But a really, really good. Fo- this will be fight at night. Like if they're fighting night betting, that's fucking dead. That's dead sort of dead sort as you can get. Although the main event could be good as well, but I think that's a that's a pretty good one for the for that. In the co-main event, then we've a, a light heavyweight scrap. You know, obviously the light heavyweights moving around a lot. Uh, we had the title fight last week, um, so we have Mirsha Serkinov versus Ryan Span. A lot of people were talking up Span until his last fight, he lost to Johnny Walker, but had a couple of good wins before that, beating Sam Alvey uh, and Devin Clark as well, and obviously a lot of submissions on on his uh, slate. And then we'd Mirsha Serkinov who. He's one of these fighters who can blow hot or cold. You know, he lost to Johnny Walker as well, but beat Jimmy Crude, beat uh, beat Patrick Cummins in the middle of that as well. And you know, it's I think Span here is probably the the bigger fighter with the more physical attributes. But I think Serkinov is probably a little bit more technical. But I think Serkinov actually has an issue when he's fighting fighters like Span who can, you know, do things that he can't do. Uh, so if he can turn it into a more technical sort of fight where he's kind of getting in, landing shots and good to the body and, and hitting him like that, I think Serkinov can win it. And if he can come inside and land big shots as well, I think he can probably knock him out. But if if this kind of goes into a brawl where it's a few shots, you know, landing from the, you know, or, or uh, a little bit like that Ulberg fight the last day where he was kind of winning it and then Kinney he turned it around and kind of just out gritted him and out you know out fucking chinned him in a way in the end if it turns into that i'd probably fancy span but uh that's taken a little bit away from span as well he's a good technical fighter don't get me wrong and in some areas better than uh better than sirkinov but i think sirkinov needs to fight a very specific fight to to win this one here how how do you see that one going yeah you know recently the last like four or five years haven't been great for sirkinov you know um uh, you know when he stepped up against kind of you know the ozemirs and Texeras, it didn't it didn't go well at all and obviously Johnny Walker we all know how dangerous he can be especially in the in the first round and that was you know how Serkinov lost to him but um yeah I, I think I think I'll have to agree with you here I think I'd lean with Span here like I, I wouldn't be that surprised if if uh, if Serkinov was able to get it done here but you know um I'd say maybe maybe a late uh, as the fight goes on um Span might be able to take over and um I'm, I'm actually picking a decision for everything here but uh, <laughs> yeah. win, win a decision <laughs> 
yeah, it could, it could be. And as well, if you're listening to this uh, and you've joined our fantasy league over on Fight Picks, uh, stick in your uh, your picks for this. So Graham, we're picking lots of decisions, obviously. <laughs> but uh, go over to Fight Picks, uh, or go over to your uh, iPhone or Android um, Play Store, download the Fight Picks app, search for it, download it. Uh, go to Join League and join the Severe May Podcast League. And while you're on your phone as well, go over to manscaped.com, use the promo code Severe May for 20% off and uh, free shipping. I- I'm looking at the odds here, Graham. I think there's some of them very interesting. Run through a few of them. Angela Hill, minus 380, which is a big, big line. If you fancy Ashley Oder in that one, um, plus 315. Uh, Dan Eig, minus uh, 125 against Gavin Tucker, plus 105. I think of probably around what you'd expect. Serkinov, the minus 120 favour over Span, who's uh, even money in that one. Um, and where's the other one here? Darren Stewart is a big favourite, minus 185 uh, over Eric Anders, plus 160. So that's a couple of them are a little bit surprising there so i, I think um I, I know i picked stewart and stuff but that anders line at plus 160 i think that's a little bit big i think that's a, a close enough fight i think stewart will have enough but yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one there that one but um anyway let's let's talk about the main event uh leon edwards versus bilal muhammad i've watched a lot of these two lads over the last few weeks obviously a lot with bilal because i did the rewatch with him and that fight he, he had against diego lima people are overlooking that fight and especially him where he was ranked uh and leon edwards and having not fought in a good while you know and a lot being talked about Leonard. There's obviously supposed to fight Shimaev a couple of times and it didn't happen. So this is his first fight since the 28th of July 2019. So it's coming up on, you know, what are we, a couple of months away from four, or from two years ago, sorry, since he uh, since he last fought. Beat Dosanyos there, beat Gunnar Nelson before that, beat Donald Cerrone. So that's a fantastic three-fight run he was on there and has lost all of that momentum uh, that he had gained through that, whereas Balan Muhammad has kind of nothing but momentum now having fought uh, on the 13th of February, and he's coming straight back in there, beat Diego Lima, beat Lyman Good, and a very good performance before that, Takeshi uh, Sato, and Curtis Melinder, who's a very, very good fighter as well, lost to Jeff Neal before that, but when it went on a, what, a five-fight win streak before that, Jeff Neal lost as well, so really in great form, and since you know 2019 he's had one two three four five fights um in this time where leon edwards has only had one so that has to play a difference uh in this one uh as well i, I like watching the the styles coming into this fight <laughs> Bilal muhammad i think is a, a bad style matchup especially for someone coming off of uh a short notice start to fight you know, or, um, or someone you know who has to change the opponent they're fighting. Like Shimaev is a guy who will come in and either try to take you down with a big double leg and lay on top of you, or be a technical striker jab from the outside. Bilal Muhammad will make it nasty. You know, he will come in and he'll uh, throw kicks from the outside, throw to the body, come in with his big left hook. Just uh, you know, I talked a lot about it in the rewatch a couple of weeks. So it just makes it nasty. So when you haven't fought in two years, when your opponent gets changed, it's a nasty style for you. But watching back a lot of Leon Edwards fights from like maybe a more technical point of view, he is he's a very very good fighter, and I you know he's a very very good fighter, and I don't think we give him enough credit for how good he is. But he's good in like a um. An unassuming sort of way. He's good in like a non-obvious sort of way. I think he's a very varied sort of MMA fighter. I was going to say striker there, but it's not just striker because he kind of he might kick you low on your right leg, then kick you high on your left leg, and then you know kick you to the body, and then jab you down the middle, and then throw a one-two, and then go for a takedown, and then they get back up, and he goes for a head. He's one of these lads, and I always talk about variation in MMA. And you look at any of the great MMA fighters, and it's all about variation. Their games are. 
uh, in, in a lot of their big wins. And that's... Leon Edwards is one of the best at putting out variation in his fights. And that's how he wins his fights. He, you know, we talked about Adesanya at the weekend and how his fans were kind of putting Jan Blachowicz off. Well, um, uh, Leon Edwards does the exact same thing, but with strikes and takedowns and everything like that instead of the fans. You know, he puts you off and makes you, you know, makes you move and makes you go in a certain way, thinking one thing is coming and then something else comes. And that's tough. Now, to get through that, to get through that, you need a style like Bilal Muhammad, I think. You know, you need a guy who will push through it, will take a few shots to get inside, to maybe take you down or maybe land some big shots inside. I Like, to me, this is a pick and fight. It really is. If it was Bilal Muhammad, or if it was, sorry, Leon Edwards in the height, if he had just won those three fights in a row and it was four months later and he was fighting Bilal Muhammad, I think I would pick uh, Leon Edwards to win the fight all day, every day, but... I think Bilal is just improving an awful lot, a very good fighter in all areas, and a sickening matchup to come back for anyone, you know, in that division, um, especially you know Leon Edwards, who uh, who that style might be a bit difficult for. How, how do you see it, going, Graham? Yeah, well, like I, I definitely agree that like you know all this time off, uh, as opposed to you know constantly in shape doing camps, uh, fighting for Muhammad is definitely definitely an advantage. But I just think the you know, uh, the well-roundedness, you know, I talk about it a lot. Um, some guys are well-rounded, but don't have any outstanding, mm-hmm. outstanding skill set. But, you know, Leon Edwards is kind of the same, except his, his, uh, everything in his game is very, very good. It may, might not be exceptional, but it's, it's very, very good. And the way he kind of strings it together and, um, kind of flows in, flows in from one, one, um, discipline to the other, I think, uh, is kind of his, his best attribute nearly so uh yeah i think you know as long as you know we're not seeing um a really rusty looking leon edwards i think you know there'll probably be some probably be some very close rounds but i think you know uh, i think edwards should have enough to to get it done you know he's good at following game plans and um you know he's not too worried about the the crowd even when there is a crowd there and you know he's he's level-headed and he he'll he'll do what it takes to win. He he won't be worried about uh, perceptions and stuff like that. And I think it's important against Muhammad that he has that attitude. Um, and if he does, which which I'm I'm pretty sure he will, then I think yeah he should have enough to win here. But it's definitely a closer fight than it would have been if if you know both guys were were active and the you know um, there is some questions around Edwards. But I think you know he's been in the gym. He's been training for for Shimaev it's been called off like time and time again so mm-hmm. you know he's he's been in shape he hasn't just been you know sitting at home in quarantine eating eating Cheetos <laughs> yeah and he's his brother as well with him which is uh, a good thing to have I suppose when you're in quarantine you know a world class fighter like uh, like Fabian Edwards uh, in the gym with you and around and he's a very good gym obviously like probably the best gym in uh, in Ireland or the UK and arguably Europe as well although maybe a few of the, the Polish ones might disagree with that but yeah uh, look this is a huge fight for Leon Edwards. It really is. For Bilal Mohammed, it's it's a win-win for him. You know, he's coming in here on short notice against a guy ranked right up near the top. If he wins this, he's in title contention and no one was even talking about that. He was buried on the undercard two weeks ago, you know. So, a huge fight for Bilal Mohammed. And he is the type of guy who... I think that'll suit. You know, he is that type of guy who will rise to an occasion, will come in and do his, you know, do his utmost against a guy who might be a little bit better than him at this stage of their careers. But it's hard to say as well. We haven't seen a guy in two years. How much does the game move on? And I know, you know, he's great training partners and his brother and he was preparing for fights. But it's 
anyone will tell you, look, you hear McGregor after his last fight, it's not the same as fighting, you know, it's it's not the same as being in there and getting that practice and how much the game moves on in two years as well. It's a it's a very, very big thing and uh, this is one of, look, this is one of those fights we could uh, argue it a hundred ways and we could look stupid at the end of it in 99 <laughs> of those ways. Um, but, uh, it's, you know, it's one, just one thing it. about that, you know, um, when you're like a big striker or something like that, I think it's more, it's more... Um, Timing, detrimental right? to be yeah. off for so long because of the timing but when you you know Leon Edwards style is kind of like a style you could just kind of do in the gym every time you spar suppose, you don't really yeah. have to hold back you know worry about hurting you know I think his style kind of doesn't won't be affected as much as certain other styles would be with, with you know striking timing and stuff like that yeah. Uh, so yeah I don't like I don't think it plays in as much it's definitely not ideal but uh, you know for, for like a a Nate Diaz, somebody who's using boxing, or, or McGregor, or you know, one of them. I think uh, a Wonder Boy, maybe it's more somebody who's like you know, um, range and timing and stuff like that. It, it's a lot more of a of a deficit or of a what would you say, like detriment, detriment. Yeah, 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 detriment to their game. That's very true. Yeah, that is very true. Now, from yeah, that is very true, and I think like the thing about it is, Leon Edwards does fight that way in certain times, but he also has. Uh, more of an ability, I think, than all those lads you named there to kind of switch it up. Like, you're not going to see McGregor Wonderboy go for a double leg in the middle of the cage. Uh, but you will see that from Leon Edwards. Like, you could see it, and you have seen it in previous fights. He His timing, though, is one of the things that's one of his best assets standing up, but not in... Uh, like a uh, a holistic way, like a, a McGregor or a Wonderboy or something like that. He's beautiful elbows inside. Dominic Cruz is always calling him out. And the fights I watch back always lands him very well and stuff like that. So if those are off and, um, you know, he's finding it hard to time him, that will give Bilal a bit of an advantage. But I definitely agree with you. There is other ways for him to fight. And he seems smart as well. Uh, smart enough to, to do that. He's always, all the fights watching back, he's very, very intelligent in the way he does things and the way he goes about things. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be the kind of the, the game plan and the well-roundedness of Leon Edwards going straight up against kind of the bullheadedness of Bilal Muhammad, and not to take anything away from Bilal's ability or anything like that. I think he's very good, and I've talked to him up more most recently. But I think he will need more of a uh, a go forward kind of bullying style against Leon Edwards if he is to win this fight. And I think it could get him to win. I I think I actually picked Bilal in a video I did for the, the Fightful Lads a couple of weeks ago. But I'm definitely changing my mind. I'm definitely picking Leon Edwards here. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes anyway Saturday night. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. Graham, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I know you said last week that the Fulham match was going to be an easy three points for Liverpool, and that turned out very well. So yeah, I said nothing. Nothing's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I said you look. I said you look at the the schedule and you see only two tops, top six, top eight teams left for Liverpool, and you know the rest of them are kind of lower teams. And historically, or usually, that would be like a nice run in, but the way it's going, there's no guarantee draws or wins at all for Liverpool so yeah. but it's great to have the Champions League back you know uh, nah, who are, you, who are Man United playing AC Milan <laughs> AC Milan Man United Man United beat fucking the, the champions elect uh, on Sunday so I'm happy enough now ah, sure, they've, they've, they've already won the league it's already a fucking cakewalk for them yeah, they were, sure. they're already on the victory lap yeah Liverpool will have no victory lap anyway no. I love the way that the stadium well, we'll, see, we'll, we'll see if there's a victory lap uh, after the Champions League at least we're still in the big fish unlike uh, <laughs> your team yeah, but uh, you're probably not going to win it, <laughs> to be 
just and that's going to be hilarious well but sure uh, worst teams have won it before so uh, you yeah. know that 2005 Liverpool team that Porto team that Man United team against Chelsea yeah. where Terry fell over uh, it's, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing how bad Liverpool have become since they don't have fans terrorising the team bus of the opponents when they're coming into the ground it's mad isn't it yeah, that's 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 why Liverpool won uh, three years worth of trophies. <laughs> yeah, but it is no, though. But, uh, like, that that is a big part of it, though. I think the, fan, uh, okay, it's, the it's, fans, the fans, and everything. Uh, definitely for for all teams, it's definitely like you know home advantages and nowhere near what it was. Uh, it isn't basically anything statistically at the moment, uh, mm. from what I from what I've heard. But uh, I think Liverpool's problem is is you know different than that. It's it's uh, terrible management. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's you know. 20 odd fucking center back partnerships with the longest lasting two and a half games and Graham. you know you can't even keep uh, can't even keep our sub goalkeeper fucking fit yeah. to play when our first goal for choice goalkeeper is injured and you know what I mean it's Man fucking, you, know, you look at the Liverpool team like yeah against fucking against Fulham and it's uh, you know Nico Williams fucking Reese Williams mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's like a it's, Welsh midfield or something. Man United have had fucking Harry it's Maguire like a, it's like a Welsh rugby match where yeah, it's it like is. Williams to Williams to Williams oh it's Williams <laughs> Robertson Man United have had Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof centre back for the whole season so I don't know we much of an advantage over you to be honest they're so terrible but at least, anyway. at least they like you know uh, they may not be the best but they've played at you know solidly at the, the level they know what they're doing they're not just kids who are playing in the conference last year like fucking Williams is Harry Maguire probably fucking should be the useless bastard anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've turned on Harry Maguire something rotten H anyway. is he not called H, H, now from yeah, steps? H. H from steps Luke Shaw best left back in the league this year has to be like it's not even close is it um, what about um, Kieran Tierney he's, he's yeah he's but he's he's very, been very he's been um, injured a lot hasn't he I, like I think he's a small bit overrated to be honest I think he's good don't get me wrong to be but honest I thought he was overrated but then I recently I've, I've seen bits of him and, and he looks very good um, yeah, he's not in as good he's not near Shaw though. like the speed of Shaw when he's run up he's defending has improved an awful lot like Shaw got, was always scapegoated for a long time and I never bought into it um, well, I think Mourinho just sometimes yeah, takes did, these yeah. players and just picks on them, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. once he's kind of made a stand about, oh, you know, shouting at Shaw, like, constantly on the sideline and then saying, oh, the only reason he did something good is because they told him to do it. Yeah. He kind of, once he says something like that, he's not going to back down. He's not going to change his mind. He's just going to, he's just that kind of guy. He's just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, childish in that yeah. way. But and, uh, people, at- like, you know, Man United <laughs> fans are, you know, known as kind of fans that don't have a clue, so they just kind of hear what they hear in the yeah. media and that's their opinion yeah coming from a fucking Liverpool fan who blamed sure, Man United fans the whole season on one 2021 title. so like the whole it's, it's season fair enough they, it's fair enough they don't know much after only being a few months uh, in football fandom you had your couple of years now Graham I called it I said the downfall was coming in fairness I did and here we are here we see it but anyway um, thanks everybody for for listening and uh, if you enjoyed this if you're listening to this you're one of the people who hasn't signed up to Patreon this is obviously put out for free um, think about signing up to Patreon patreon.com forward slash severe my podcast you're right here right now listening to it go on over click it cost like p- price of a pint a month there's loads of stuff up and uh we'll be every week uh constantly so yeah. i saw on uh, twitter you got a new um new manscape delivery i did yeah it was uh oh, what, what was it called it was like a nail cutter one and there's like four or five different little uh, scissors in it and stuff really really good yeah so you can use the promo code severe my 20 percent off free shipping the mints as well let's try in the mints try in the mints Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, sign up there on the Fight Picks app as well. Do that. Right. Go on. Promo code Severe MMA. Help, code Severe MMA. help us. Help you. Help you. God bless. Help your balls. Go on, Limerick. See you next time.